you may have noticed the uh, slightly different intro there, but obviously wanted to um, pay a bit of a tribute to Eddie Van Halen, who passed away um, a little while ago um, after a 10-year battle with throat cancer, and he was only 65, so we lose a, unfortunately we lose another music legend, but what a legend he was. So welcome to episode 37, my name is Eero, and this is my podcast called Imperial Rebel Orc Podcast. In this episode, I'm talking hobby slumps. We've all been there, haven't we guys? We've all had that time in our life where we've gone, you know what, I really can't be asked opening a box of miniatures and painting them or building something or flocking something or scratch building some terrain or whatever it is. We've all had that, whether it's, you know, to do with real life getting in the way or just losing your mojo, we've all been there. And I guess this is what this episode is all about, why we might get into these kind of ruts, uh, these slumps and uh, possibly some ways of how to get ourselves out of them. Currently, I'm not in a slump. I just haven't been overly active with the hobby. And the reason for that is work. I went back to work on the 28th of September after eight weeks of lockdown. And I've kind of just thrown myself in. I'm, I run my own little humble uh, garden business. So I was keen to sort of try and catch up, get back on top of the workload for my client's sake um, and also for my own sake. So I've kind of just been going hell for leather. I haven't had a day off. I've just, I've just worked straight through the weekends and all that kind of thing um, because, you, like I said, I want to get back on top of things and I'm, I'm very lucky in the sense that I thoroughly enjoy my work too. So it's kind of been good. Um, the old body, I'm 41. The old body was suffering a little bit um, the first week, <laughs> i got to say. The bones were aching and the muscles were aching. But um, but now, you know, it's it's all guns, guns blazing and, and back to normal. So despite not being in a hobby slump myself personally, it did get me thinking about those slumps that we all go through, those times when we just can't find the motivation to do it. And it can be a myriad of different things, can't it? It can be, you know, uh, real life just getting in the way. It can just be, we're, we've all got busy lives, haven't we? We all work, we all have things like university or high school, whatever the case may be. We've all got family, we've all got friends, we've all got stuff to do, and those things can really take a hold of you. Now, let's face it, guys, our hobby, it comes second. Well, maybe even third, fourth, fifth in the grand scheme of things, because we need to, like I said, we need to work. We need to get our asses out of bed, go to school, do our jobs, um, feed the kids, <laughs> spend time with the wife, spend time with your friends. Uh, you might have other hobbies going on as well. So there's there's a lot going on in each of our lives. I think um, there probably isn't many of us, especially if you're sort of, you know, an adult, I suppose, and this is your hobby. Um, there's probably not many of us where we've got hours and hours of time to spend on the hobby anyway. So we're sort of cramming it in. We're, we're doing it um, late at night when all the kids are in bed or we're sort of squeezing an hour in or two hours in here and there um, on the weekends if we can, maybe before work, maybe you might start work at nine if you're in retail or something like that and you might go, yeah, look, I'll, I've got half an hour, I may as well go and undercoat those um, titans, whatever the case may be. So we're sort of squeezing it in here and there. So therefore, 
I think a lot of the time we're kind of working on reserves of energy. You know, we're going, ah, oh, this my day's done. Um, I'm gonna, I've got to go and paint those uh, bolt action miniatures because I love it, and you know, I've got to get them done because we're having a battle this weekend. Whatever it is, that's always a good motivation if you've actually got like a goal like that. But if you're just chipping away, like me, for example, I'm just, I'm not aiming towards any specific thing. I'm just chipping away and having fun and using it as a, a, a purely creative, almost meditative type <laughs> um, escape from the world. Um, so, so therefore. I don't have to go and do it. I love it and I want to do it, but I don't have to do it. I never wanted to be one of those people that work all day, come home, eat, spend time with the kids, go to bed and then repeat. For me, and like, if that's your life, <laughs> that's okay. I'm not judging you, anyone else. But for me personally, I, I never wanted to be that person. And I feel almost almost this relentless need to squeeze in as much as I can into my life, into my day. Uh, so I've got a lot going on all the time, and that suits me really, really well. Because you know what? When I was in lockdown, um, <laughs> I yeah, being idle just doesn't suit me. I think I might have said it before on this podcast, maybe the other podcast, um, that I think if I if it was if there was such a thing when I was a kid. I probably would have been diagnosed having ADHD because <laughs> I've got so much energy and that's why my physical work, my, my job, is really good for me because it, 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 it really sucks out all that energy, <laughs> but in a good way. You know, I love just sitting around doing nothing just as much as the next person. I love my horror movies, I love science fiction movies, I love action movies, so, you know, after a long day of pruning branches, digging holes, mowing lawns, um, <laughs> whatever I'm doing, uh, especially in the summertime, it gets pretty warm here in Australia, so, you know, you're pretty knackered, you have a shower, you collapse onto the couch, you try to muster up some energy to play Legos with the kids or, you know, uh, help them with their homework or whatever it is, but it, it's tough. It, it can be really, really tough. Anyway, I'm not trying to play the violin. I'm just saying that, you know, there are some days I come home and I'm absolutely knackered. And yeah, I get it. I just, you know, I sort of think, oh, the last thing I want to do is, you know, drag myself off the couch and down to the fungin and, and cut up some sprues and make little men. Uh, so yeah, so I'll just zone out and um, have a cup of tea with the missus and watch some Netflix or whatever it is. And then everyone goes to bed and I'm still kind of alert and awake. So I'll put on the Predator for the billionth time or, <laughs> or, or Mad Max movies or something. And then what tends to happen with me anyway is that I, I sort of stay in that mindset. So the next day, I'll do that again. Then the next day, I'll do that again. Work all day, come home, spend some time with the kids, and then just chill out and watch TV. Um, and as I say, I can't stress enough, there's nothing wrong with that. But if you're like me, and I'm still thinking about all the things I want to do. I just don't have the energy to do it. So I'm still sitting there. I might be watching Rambo 2, <laughs> but I'm in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, yeah, yeah, I, you know, those um, Talan Desert Raiders, I've got I've to get those base coded. Um, I've got to, you know, whatever. My mind's still 
buzzing with ideas and all that kind of thing. And I and I and I'm still scrolling through Instagram and looking at everybody else's work and getting inspired by that, or jumping over onto the blog and reading a few posts and getting inspired by that as well. That's all still happening, but I'm sit sitting there in my armchair like a big lump staring at devices and staring at the TV instead of actually doing something. Well, it's nine o'clock on a Saturday. There's plenty of time still ahead. You could be sat at your hobby desk, but you're watching Netflix instead. Oh, da-dee-da, da-dee-da. So how the hell do we get ourselves out of those slumps? Like I mentioned before, I think if you've got a target, if you've got something to aim for, if there's a particular date in mind that you kind of need to finish things off by, that's a great motivator. Um, if you're anything like me, you'd probably leave it to the last minute and, get in, and then get it done, spend like you know 48 hours without sleep and just smash it out. <laughs> but if you're a planner, if you're someone who goes, no, 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 steady as she goes, then that can be a really good uh, way to get yourself out of that armchair and go, right, well, I'm going to do at least one hour per day. And that, that means that by the 27th of November, I'll have this much done. I know that I can paint at least one miniature in an hour. So I'll have, you know, whatever many miniatures done by that particular date. And I think I think that can work for a lot of people, especially gamers. I think in a similar sense, if you're very much a person who works well with a schedule, um, that can work for you too. So you can slot in, you know, you might plan out your Monday as far as I get up at 7 a.m., then I make breakfast, and then I go to work. After work, I go to the gym for an hour and a half, and then when I get home, I walk the dogs. Then I watch Netflix for uh, an hour and a half, but then I have an hour and a half to do my hobby. I think that works really well for a lot of people out there as well. I know some people, um, blog followers and Instagram people as well, that very much live their life that way. And you know what? My hat goes off to you because I certainly don't, um, but <laughs> I suppose I do with my work. I'm very organized and particular and work to a schedule with my work. That's why when it rains and, and that sort of throws a spanner in and works, it does my head in a bit, but that's another story. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think if you can live your life that way, then that's, you know, that's very efficient. I think for some people as well, the hobby is almost therapeutic. There's a lot of people out there with uh, mental health issues or depression or whatever it might be. So I think that is the key motivation that they they know that if they, they if they do choose to sit around, then they're not going to feel too good about themselves. So having things like a hobby and not just obviously not just our miniature hobby, but any kind of uh, hobby, is a really really good thing for people that. Um, have anxiety or, or stress or depression and things like that. So, so that escape, like we all, we all utilize it to escape, I think, to a certain degree. But I think some people really need that to keep the balance in their lives. Just, uh, just last night, I watched a movie on Netflix. <laughs> uh, speaking about sitting around doing nothing, I watched a movie on Netflix last night um, with Steve Carell called 
um, Marwen, M-A-R-W-E-N, I think that's all it's called, and it tells the true story, sadly, um, well, sadly, but it had a happy ending, about a chap called uh, Mike uh, Hogan Camp, who um, in the year 2000 was beaten severely uh, by five punks, and he nearly, very, very nearly lost his life. Um after surgery and after getting out of hospital, um, it came about that he lost all his memories pretty much before, like couldn't remember anything before the actual incident. And eventually all the sort of care he was getting from the hospital and all that kind of thing kind of ran out because of insurance things. It's an American movie, an American story. So he was kind of left on his own, which is which is incredibly sad in itself. And the way he naturally managed to get through um, his hard times was to create this imaginary world called Marwin, um, eventually to be called Marwin Call, um, with C-O-L on the end. And he had these six-inch figurines that he would set up in World War II sort of scenarios, and he would act out things like, um, for instance, the, the, the five uh, punks that beat the crap out of him, um, five monsters, he would, uh, they would be uh, represented by five Nazis in his little miniature world, and he would kill them off in all different ways. And that was, it sounds a little bit kooky, and I guess it is in a way, but it helped him, um, helped him sort of deal with that, that, that kind of uh, trauma. So I definitely suggest uh, checking that one out. But anyway, sorry, I digressed a little bit, <laughs> as is my way. Um, okay, so what do I do to get out of these bloody slumps? Well, like I, like I sort of mentioned before, I'm a big fan of scrolling through um, Google Images or Instagram and looking at other people's work. And honestly, that's what sort of gets me thinking a hell of a lot. I might see the smallest little detail on a miniature conversion that someone's done and then bang, I'm away. My, my brain is starting to go, oh, wow, I could do this and I could do that. And I start to put to, uh, pen to paper and jot down some ideas. And then that kind of is the main thing that motivates me to get out of the chair and go and do something. The other thing that happens with me is that it, it becomes this almost like a a primeval need, urge to be creative. <laughs> it, sounds, it sounds a bit crazy, I know, but I can't, I can't function unless I, like I can't function for too long unless I have that outlet, unless I have that escape. It is an escape, but, but it's more this, um, like think of a kettle, like, you, you know, it reaches boiling point and then it has to click off so that you can pour it out. Well, if I don't have that click off moment, yeah, I reckon I'm going to overboil. <laughs> and don't get me wrong, I'm not going to go postal or anything like that, but I can I can feel in myself that there's a tension there. There's a there's a I start getting a little bit irritable. Uh, a little bit uh, short of patience with things. So I find that if I can just go and spend a couple of hours by myself listening to my um, Warhammer playlist or old-time rock and roll or Johnny Cash, whatever the case may be, some hardcore metal, <laughs> um, if I can have a couple of hours listening to my music and, and, and making my models, then I come out of that fungeon feeling like, ah... <sighs> 
okay, now let's get stuck into the rest of my life. <laughs> the other thing as well is that have like sometimes the hobby can get too much for people. Not for me, but I've I, I've seen other people that get, I suppose, um, overly swamped with everything, and they almost need that slump. They almost need that break away from the hobby to sort of uh, you know have a think about things, like get back stuck stuck back into other hobbies they might have uh, let fall by the wayside. Um, they might have forgotten to go to the gym for the last six months, so they're kind of like, oh my god, I've put on weight and I need to tone up, and I, you know because I've been so focused on getting this army finish for uh, a tournament that I'm doing at the end of the year. So I think sometimes having a break away from the hobby is a good thing because it, it refreshes you as well. When you do come back to it, you're sort of raring to go. You're excited again, almost like you were the very first time you got into the hobby. So you've got that gusto back. You, you jump straight back in and you're, you're raring to go. You're, you're really keen to start painting and making things and going out and playing games or whatever it is. Um, so it's not necessarily a bad thing, uh, but for me, I can't. I personally can't stay away for it from it for too long. It's the Imperial Rebel Org Podcast. The hobby spotlight this week, folks, is on Victoria miniatures. If you're anything like me and have a bit of a penchant for Imperial Guard or Astra Militarum type figurines miniatures, then you'll love Victoria miniatures. Uh, brilliant, brilliant stuff and a huge range, all based in that hero scale that we love so much. So you can certainly blend all the bits and pieces with other companies. All the pieces are designed by Victoria Lamb, who is the owner and operator of the business. And guess what? She's Australian. The company is Australian, South Australia. Absolutely brilliant. So therefore, postage for me isn't too much <laughs> but I'll um, last year there was a uh, there was an article uh, produced by ABC uh, Australian Broadcasting that I'll read now which will give you a bit more detail about Victoria Lamb at 48 when so many professionals are contemplating slowing down Victoria Lamb is on the fast track to the top and it's all thanks to the world of wargaming miniatures for more than a decade Ms Lamb has been the set designer for the State Theatre Company South Australia, being lauded by reviewers and audiences for her breathtaking stage creations. I always went to the theatre. My parents used to take me when I was very young and I really enjoyed the whole experience, she said. I fell in love, I fell in love with it at a very young age. Set design was something that seemed fairly unobtainable. I just wanted to be in the room. As a fresh-faced 18-year-old, Ms. Lamb started out as an assistant stage manager, and it was not until her 30s that she finally broke through into set design. She has regularly been in work, work across Australia ever since, working for the likes of Sydney Theatre Company, Belvoir, Belvoir Street Theatre, and Sydney's Griffin Theatre Company. But all the while, a hobby she had as a teenager was gradually taking hold. Victoria Miniatures produce, produces high-quality collectible miniatures for hobbyists, collectors and gamers and is one of the leading operators in the field internationally. She has even been commissioned to do a piece for Game of Thrones author George R.R. R. Martin. The miniatures I always expected that to be a hobby, but it grew and grew and grew until it became very much my primary thing, she said. 
The company's products sell from as little as $4 up to $75 and are made from hand cast resin instead of plastic and are generally unpainted and unassembled. So some really, really nice stuff from Victoria Miniatures. Go and check out our website. It's actually a really nice website too, nice and user friendly, especially for the likes of me that um, aren't very tech savvy. Uh, <laughs> it's really, really good. If you're... Look, uh, if you're, especially if you're into sort of old school kind of Warhammer 40K, like if you like Praetorian Guard, if you like Talan, if you like the uh, Mordian Iron Guard, she's got miniatures that sort of are similar-ish to those ones. <laughs> but of course, labeled something completely different, which is very smart. But she also does... Um, I bought some of these uh, a few years back. Uh, I think they're called Van Diemen's uh, Troopers or something, and they've got the slouch hats, the Aussie slouch hats, so that's really cool. So you can mix and match all the bits and pieces and really come up with your own kind of uh, looking army as well, unique looking army. Um, just brilliant, absolutely brilliant. On Obviously on a similar ilk to uh, like Anvil Industries, for example, but I love it because... It's Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. G'day guys, Eero here from Imperial Rebel Orc Podcast, wanting to tell you all about another podcast show called Fly on the Wall Podcast. This is a show that I co-host with my best friend, Big Woz. We have a great time, but it is uh, vastly different from this show. There's a lot more swearing, there's a lot more ridiculousness, and it's quite dark humour. We cover a whole range of topics, but as I say, it's not for everyone. But if you want to give it a go, go and check it out by typing in all in one word, Fly on the Wall Podcast, into iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor, pretty much anywhere you get your podcast from. If you'd like to email me, feel free, imperialrebelorc at gmail.com. If you'd like to go and have a look at my Instagram, all the pretty pictures over there, uh, just search for Imperial Rebel Orc. If you want to follow my blog, you can by just typing in imperialrebelorc.wordpress.com. Now, a little uh, update or add-on from last week's episode, which was all about your dream workspace slash work studio. Um, I had a blog follower who commented a little bit after the fact, but that's okay. Um, his name is Faust, F-A-U-S-T, but his website is Double Dice Down. So go and go and Google that. And I'll, uh, I'll read out now what he'd commented, what he'd like as a perfect kind of uh, work studio. Since we moved houses, I was able to stake out a space and we have been really happy with it. All my paints are now wall mounted in paint racks. Supplies are pretty organized, computer close by when I need it. I think the next step would be a really good lamp armature that tucks away nice and neatly. I have two, but neither one is perfect. A better speaker system with easy access to all my music. Sky's the limit. Relocate the space to some place where I could also have a really nice gaming table for friends. Wall vacuum to clean up messes. Wood floor so I won't lose bits in the damned carpet all the time. In brackets, I just found a GW human skull two days later. <laughs> uh, a bar with my favourite beers on tap, a nacho maker, in brackets, as long as I don't have to clean, set it up. 
let's add a pretzel maker with nacho cheese and hell, some really good pizza too. I guess I better add some exercise equipment as well now. What have I been up to in the beloved hobby? Well, as I kind of mentioned in the show, not a hell of a lot because of work, 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 work. But I have managed a couple of hours over the last couple of weeks. And what I've started, uh, well, I already started it a couple of years ago, but I've, I've added more to it, um, is a, uh, a Talan, an Imperial Guard Talan Desert Raiders Force. I'm calling them the 52nd Talan Renegade Desert Raiders uh, because... My idea is that they're not your your prim and proper guard unit. They're going to be based in my Hellgate world. For those of the, those of you that have been following the podcast regularly, will know that um, I've been working on this grand scheme, which is Hellgate, a planet. Um, and yeah, the Telan find themselves on this planet. They're going to have a, a sort of a rustic old fort. They've got um, they've got vehicles that are kind of a bit rough around the edges, a bit rusted here and there. They're not yeah, they're just not your typical sort of clean cut Imperial Guard Regiment. Um, some have got the, uh, you know, the, I don't know, for want of a better word, like the towels wrapped around their head, the scarves, you know, what I'm talking about from the original Talan sculpts. Um, I'm, I'm actually waiting on, talking to Victoria Miniatures, I'm actually waiting on some Desert Raiders from her range, which I'm very excited about. But I've got other bits and pieces that I've got as well. I also had a Cadian uh, Defence Force uh, kit, uh, you know, the large box with lots of things in it, lots of goodies in there. I also had that, so I've sort of um, kit-bashed that a little bit as well to make it a little bit more Talani, and they'll be painted more Talani, if Talani is such a word. And there will be, not all of them will have the scarf heads. Some of them will have just the, you know, the, just the normal standard, standard issue Imperial Guard helmet. Um, but there's also bikes as well. The, uh, I think they're called the Jackals from the Gene Steeler Cultist range. Um, I've got those converted as well to be more Talani too. So yeah, anyway, so that's another I've got a few sort of uh, Imperial Guard forces on the go now, so that's just another one. But I really, really enjoyed it. And one sort of commander figure I built recently, you guys, uh, again, you guys that follow the podcast regularly will know that I'm not a huge fan of elves, but I'll have you know that I found use for an elf. But uh, let me uh, play this little um, recording that uh, will explain that a whole lot more. Oh, yeah, g'day, Elf. Um, just wondering if I can, um, oh, how do I put this? Um, how do I, can I snap your finger off, please? <laughs> oh, you're so funny, Eero. What do you mean? I mean exactly what I said, Elf. I want to snap your finger off because I want to use it for something else. Come here. Get away from me. It won't hurt. Be still. Please don't. 
<laughs> Thanks, Elf. This is the perfect bit that I need to complete my model. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's right. As you heard, um, I snapped or cut a finger off an elf hand. Actually, it was an Eldar hand. I cut one finger off the digit, the uh, the um, index finger, cut that off to use as a cigarette <laughs> for one of my Talan commanders. He's He's got his hand positioned in a, such a way that it looked like he was holding a cigarette, and I thought, hmm, what could I use? And I, I, I looked at spear handles, I looked at arrows, I looked at bits of wire, bits of barbed wire, all sorts of stuff in my bits box, but it was all too thick. I was like, nah, it doesn't, just doesn't look right. And I didn't want a cigar, let me stress. I wanted a cigarette. So they're obviously generally a lot, a lot thinner than cigars. So then I was sort of plowing through. Then I remembered I had this old sprue of elder bits and pieces that I very, very rarely look at, let me tell you. Um, and, yeah, there was an arm with some fingers, and I thought, <laughs> that's perfect. So, yeah, cut off the finger, glued it to the hand, and voila, now it's a cigarette. Guess what, guys? That's it for episode 37. Thank you for joining me. If you enjoyed the show, Please feel free to go and rate it and give it five stars or one star if you prefer. Um, <laughs> tell your friends, tell your family, tell the weirdy beardy guy on the train. And uh, until uh, 30, episode 38, um, be good to yourselves. Cheers. Bye. You've been listening to The Imperial Rattle Podcast. <laughs>